Hey guys, this is Michael from the Signal Noise Podcast, and I'm here with Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey man, how's it going? I'm feeling like Oprah right now. <laughs> you get a prize. You get a prize. You get a prize. Everybody gets a prize. Well, maybe, maybe not everybody. Like maybe two or three, but it's all good. That's true. Chris, we got some cool giveaways and stuff, right? Yeah, thanks to our sponsor, Audix Microphones. Uh, they're donating a pair of A150 headphones, um, and we also have professional wireless systems have donated two, uh, either UHF or VHF. You can choose depending on what gear you're using. Um, inline RF filters. Uh, so that's some some pretty cool. Uh, some pretty cool prizes it is so make sure you check the link in the description of this episode for more information on the how you can enter the giveaway to win cool stuff and with that i think uh on to the episode you are listening to the signal to noise podcast on the pro sound web podcast network sponsored by audix i wish i break free back to where i'm supposed to What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, everybody. Kyle, sit up. We're up there, buddy. Sit up. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at some porno. <laughs> We're off to a family-friendly start here. Just, um, just kidding. I was watching the feed, but I made sure to turn the volume down. <laughs> oh, boy. 50th episode, guys. 50th episode. 50th episode. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you to everyone. Welcome to the Signal to Noise podcast, 50th episode. Here we are. Kyle's ready with uh, with his... Uh, where's your hat, buddy? Oh. There it is. Thanks to uh, Ryan McLean from Ernie Ball. Uh, we used to have the booth right next to the Ernie Ball dude, so uh, we got free swag all the time. I never really <laughs> wear free swag, man, but I was feeling kind of West Coasty on this this episode. I'm, and, I'm wearing free swag. Thanks to Jeff Hawley at Allen and Heath. So th- thanks, Jeff. Appreciate there it. There you go for yeah. Thank, shout out to Jeff Hawley. Thanks for taking care of us, man. Um, so uh, we have some really cool stuff going on tonight. So uh, let's see. We have actually we have we have I'm, I'm going to say a veritable cornucopia of good stuff going on tonight. Uh, we are doing several giveaways live on the show tonight. We are giving away a digital download of Mike Green's album Restart. Uh, Mike Green sings the song Break Free that has been our theme song since episode one. Um, Mike Green is going to be playing a live stream performance at the end of the show today. I'm pretty stoked for that, to be honest with you. Really looking forward to that. Um, We're also giving away a Taco Bell gift card. Uh, Obviously, tacos are... uh, It's the joke that became serious, man. uh, They are an integral part of our family here at the Signal to Noise podcast. And so... One lucky winner is going to be able to buy themselves some taco goodness. Um, we're going to be throwing out some questions to you guys. And so you can throw your answers up in the chat and the comments and whoever. Uh, I think Kyle will be the arbiter here. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I knew that was coming. So they will... here, here's what's depressing is when <laughs> you go through the Taco Bell drive through and you're like, how did I spend $40? <laughs> <laughs> How did, how did I spend forty dollars to talk about? Uh. But that's not all. We have a bunch more cool stuff. Um, Audix, our sponsor, has put together a cool little bundle. Um, you are going to get to enter a drawing for their brand new A one hundred and fifty headphones or closed back dynamic driver 
professional headphones. Um, they actually, I, as I'm told, they're not even on the market yet. So you're going to get them hot off the uh, the manufacturing line, which is pretty cool. Um, you'll probably get them before we do. Um, and they're also going to give, uh, as part of that bundle, their new A160 bi-directional ribbon microphone, um, which is also pretty cool. Um, and a, a couple of goodies to go along with that. So, th so the Audix bundle um, is one of the things we're giving away. And Chris, you got a link there somewhere, I think. Folks, you can go sign up, and it's yep. just going to be a random drawing. You guys got two weeks to sign up. You got two weeks to win the Audix bundle. Um, and professional wireless services big thank you to professional wireless services they have donated a pair of inline rf bandpass filters these things are lifesavers are really cool they're passive devices they go between your antenna and your microceiver and um they will just bandpass and keep the out of band uh stuff from getting into your mic signal and uh those are really really cool devices i'm kind of jealous i wish i had some um and you can enter the windows as well so chris where's our uh, fancy link dude it's in it's in the comments, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Cool. Uh, it's in the cool. comments. So, guys, everyone, click that link. Sign up to win the free stuff. Get it before we do, and and let us know how you like it. But live on the air tonight, you were some someone's going to get Mike Green's download of his album. Someone's going to get Taco Bell gift card. Uh, Kyle's going to be really jealous of the gift card. Oh, <laughs> and. Uh, I need it. I need to get, <laughs> send me your gift cards and stick around at the end. Uh, after we are done the talking, uh, we are going to have Mike Green play a little mini concert for us. I'm pretty stoked. So, um, Kyle, yes, sir. Let's start off with the high stakes question, man. How's the oh, landscaping man. project going? It's actually going really well, man. Um, we got a little rain today, so I cleaned the basement. What I wanted to mention was I actually came in on episode seven. And we're on 50 now. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, let's, I mean, so yeah, let's, let's, I mean, I think I texted you and I was like, dude, I'm trying to start a podcast. Do you want to co-host it? I was like, and you were like, you? <laughs> you, you were like, who's actually good. <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what? I, I, I think I called you first because I wanted you to write some articles for pro sound web. And oh. you were like, dude, you're like, I write like the cows on the, what was it the Chick-fil-A billboards? He yeah. said. <laughs> and um, I did this thing for one of the worship magazines, one of the worship trade magazines, and I did a pretty good article. I was really stoked on it and everything. But then every month it was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta write. Uh. But yeah, I was stoked, and we did the Webster thing together. And yeah. um, I remember going back and listening to like the ones that Keith had done with you and the ones before, and. Uh, it seemed like you guys had done so many, but now we're, we're at 50 and we've had some pretty amazing guests and pretty amazing discussions. We've had um, a stunning. I mean, I'm, I'm in awe of the amazing talented people we've had on the show who, who come in and, and just to throw it out there, we have some amazing episodes coming up. Yes. We have Ryan O'John. We Jamie, have Jim, Jamie Anderson, Jamie Anderson. We got David Morgan. Who's, got the scariest resume of all time probably <laughs> insane i'll have ridiculous fanboy questions if, if anyone has any fanboy questions that they want me to ask on the show i ain't scared i'll ask <laughs> we, we 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 let them get one at the beginning and one at the end usually that's how we started off then we get into the tech talk and then we let kyle off the leash at the end of the show again <laughs> I, I don't know it, it 
I think at some time you got to think about it. We mix a lot of music. We listen to a lot of music. We do that. It gets burnt out, man. There's there's yeah. times that we all go through that we don't even turn the radio on. Or we don't even turn something on or you flip through your iTunes and you're like, oh, I can't find who I want to listen to today. But then listening to this podcast and the guys who actually stand by the console or the RF or whatever they do kind of inspires you to go back and listen to music again. Like, especially the stories that you, we've been telling, I know hopefully we'll get a little deeper into the stories. I want to hear some weird ones, like not what microphone she used, but mm. how many people she threw down the stairs. After well, Scoville talking about how Prince used to get pushed out the front of the house on a road case. Like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy stuff, man. Uh, Balloon HDS on YouTube says, what's worse is being stuck behind someone who ordered $40 worth of Taco Bell. That's me. That's <laughs> I think me you were behind America. Kyle today, man. <laughs> hey, and, and in St. Louis, Missouri, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. They took the Mexi Melts off the menu, which is a horrible choice. Horrible. The Mexi Melts were a great item. They were easy to eat. But in St. Louis, Missouri, gonna go ahead and put this out for you we have chili cheese burritos and oh. for those that are old enough to remember they used to be called the chilitos and they are delicious <laughs> Woo! i don't oh, know yeah. i yeah that's that's a new one dude i uh i've been getting the mexican pizza i've been rocking the number eight lately you know because i kind of poo-pooed it for years i was like a mexican pizza like but that's nah, awesome it's actually it's quite it's quite good no beans i don't do the beans Kyle, yeah. What's your worst? What's your worst gig? Ooh, you know what? I was kind of thinking about that because someone posted in Bob Bobnet um, the worst load in, and I think sometimes we we just can't talk about artists for a second. No, the, the worst load in ever. Um, two of them. One, Yuma, Arizona, Country Thunder, in the middle of June building oh. redneck deck worst load in ever just because it's so hot it was like 120 on the ground it was insane second worst load in ever uh dre's nightclub in las vegas so the loading dock goes to a hallway that goes downhill that goes back uphill that goes to a cargo elevator that goes to the 12th floor that you have to push around to the stage that's in the middle of the dance floor awful luckily that most of the um stuff was already in-house so they had a drum kit already set up but if some people like chris brown and migos and stuff brought in extra stuff it was just a nightmare it was it was an hour walk from the stage down to the dock back to the stage that sounds terrible i remember you called me last year because your bus broke down out in the desert in yeah, the morning that happened that a lot um <laughs> yeah I think well, I, last time Go for well, it. I was gonna say last time I was on a broken down bus, we watched Beer Fest, and every time they said beer, we had to drink. That's uh, a that's a dangerous game. Just saying. You you got locked in the bus. Oh, I did get locked in the bus. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I forget <laughs> I forget what episode we talked about that oh, but I definitely got locked in the bus about five minutes before showtime. And uh <laughs> had and that's when I realized that um I'm too big to fit out of any of the windows that are physically in a tour bus and had to take my take my leatherman and undo the panel on the door and actually unlock the door from the inside. It was the only way I could get out. So, yeah. Don't, Chris, don't wasn't, that, wasn't that your first episode that we were all together on one episode that we talked about that? It might have been. You know, Again, we're at 50 episodes here. I came on episode 16, which was later than you, but, I mean, that's still a while ago now. So, yeah, it all runs together. <laughs> it is, man. Man, okay, so I have a question for you guys then. All right. 
what guest, and you can't talk about recent ones because we've had some blowups that aren't even out on the air yet. What guests were you like, whoa, period? Like you could listen to that episode as much as I listened to my episode. Chris, you can go first. Oh, man, put me on the spot. Um, all right, all right, I'll go first if you want. You want time to think about it? Are you scrolling yeah, through our, our episode party. list right now? Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, the Howard Page one was a real treat yes. to me. Um, and that was sort of one of those ones where it's kind of like just lean back and let him talk and just soak it in. Um, I also really enjoyed Chris Rabel talking to Chris Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing the way those guys you know, respected each other and, and have these workflows and, and how they were. And Rabel was just so kind of really, really interested and just delighting and listening, you know, learning, learning what Chris was doing. And uh, that was a real treat too. just kind of watch these guys talking to guys that are just so smart and so talented who I I respect so much. It was just fun to just kind of let them do their thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, actually, um, um, yeah, that's great. I mean, we've had it's hard. That's hard to pick, dude. We've had so many incredible episodes, you know. So, uh, yeah, Pete Pete Erickstein was uh was the one for me, just because you know living in the corporate world now, and him being the the, the calm guru and RF guy that he is, and I think he might have been the first guy that I actually reached out to to actually get on the episode. Yeah. So that so the podcast, so that was cool. Um, and then I was pleasantly surprised by uh, Andrew Stokely because I've recently been um in uh intrigued by broadcast missing because of how different it is and what goes into it stokely um, was crazy and, we gotta uh, get stokely back cool. on you know there's so many people that i'm like man we gotta get him back on like the david morgan episode didn't even come out yet but we're already talking about sure. getting him back on uh we gotta we gotta get pooch back on it's funny we tell every guest oh we're gonna get you on a second time so i mean at some point but we we, just, we, we have like, though <laughs> we we've made good on it a couple times we we've 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 gotten it happening so no i i stokely was just we just scratched the surface he had just so much right. it's such a different world from most of us i mean me personally i have virtually no experience with broadcast so to just kind of he, he'd throw that little thing out and we're like well wait wait tell us about that that's cool you know so that was uh yeah we definitely gotta get stokely back on but no i i um and i think it just underscores the point these incredible people that we work with um how much knowledge and experience they have and how incredible that is and you know I mean, these guys could talk for 15 hours and we still wouldn't, you know. Um, uh, Kyle, I, I, was it Grace Royce? That one was was awesome. I I still use this to this day. If you're coasting, you're going downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was uh, really, really, really cool to talk to. I mean, the drive that she has is really neat. Um, I, I was, was going to say that as well, but the, the one that, man, Eddie, Eddie Capo, Holy oh man hell. like i feel like scoville like we're bros now like if someone says scoville i'm like yeah dude he's my bro we talk about lifting weights but we've only talked like once but eddie like i follow him on facebook now he's doing great he's doing his own podcast some video instructional stuff um he actually did one in spanish the other night that I oh that's I awesome what they were talking about um uh one of the things that we mentioned before the podcast was like hey man these dudes just need to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> they can just come on our show. They quit having all their own shows. So, so I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell one of my worst gigs. Uh, but before we do that, I, I think we need to get people commenting to enter to win this Taco Bell gift card. Right. So, oh yeah. So let's do, so we do a question. Yeah. Let's so do a question. 
All right, this is a historical question. The first, I, it was one of the first episodes that Kyle and I did together. Um, and the question that we posed to the listeners was, we're talking about, we were talking about taking a nap in the sub covers under the stage uh, and on the festival days. Yep. And uh, where's, what's the craziest nap situation you've had on a gig? Um, so uh, let's see your answers to that. And this is for, uh, for the Taco Bell gift card. And Kyle's so- going to, I'm I'm monitoring the Facebook. You got the okay. YouTube up? Well, yeah, I'm watching yeah, yeah. the YouTube. And uh, Chris, are you like the Overlord dude? Are you seeing everything? Yeah, I can right see now. Everything. Yeah, I can see everything here. The stream room. Stream He's full on video right now. He's got like the curved screens. It's and like, like uh, it's like in Dark Knight when they got Batman's got the whole all the screens and he's tracking right. trying to find the Joker. That's what's going on right now. He touches Chris the side is... of the glasses and they come up on the like. <laughs> Um, no, so uh, one of the worst gigs that I've had, um, it, it was more about because I was partially afraid for my life. I mean, maybe not initially. So so when I was at Maryland Sound, we used to do these uh, Caribbean and Haitian float day parades, right? And so basically what they take is a semi-trailer uh, and they would ground, we would ground stack um, four or five high full-size Vertec, like 89s. Oh, jeez, um, dude. And we would literally <laughs> line the outside bed of the semi-trailer all the way around. So it's like, I don't know, 10 stacks or so. And we would alternate like stack of main, stack of sub, stack of, and all the way around. And they would build a platform in the middle of this and put a band on top of this. And so you're in a pit with your amplifiers and a generator under the stage in the middle of all of this vertex. Ugh. And then it's like an eight-hour parade down in, in like Brooklyn, and the way they do this in different cities. But we're in Brooklyn, right? So um, on the the night night before, we're loading we're loading and setting up, and um, and uh, and it's 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 late, and we have to test this thing, right? And so the cops show up, and I think that we're getting busted for like being too loud because we're trying to make sure the thing is going to handle right. So I'm sitting there uh, blasting uh, ludicrous blueberry yum yum. Right, because the bass on that song is just ridiculous, right? Isn't that your ringtone, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and the cops show up, we're like, oh shit, we, you know, we're, we're screwed, right? Like, we're getting busted. And they're like, man, turn it up, turn it up. Well, mind you, I, you know, apparently they were all in on the parades, so it was all good, right? So that part was okay. So the next day, we're actually out on the float, and uh. And they're like, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I'm like, it, first off, it can't go any louder, right? And then, and then like, <laughs> and like, I'm like almost redlining everything. And then they're like, it's distorted, it's distorted. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like you're sending me a distorted feed. Like, like I, I would play my. Tra- I had like a Dolby in front of it, right? So I, I play my track, and they were like, you know, I'm like, look, it sounds fine. I walked outside the float, you know, and they literally like, started literally threatening me, like, if you don't fix this, you know, we got people like literally threatening my life. And the only reason I couldn't get off the float is because there's thousands and thousands of people on the street who I was no way I'm going to get anywhere. And I'm literally, I'm literally texting Bob, my boss owner at MSI. Like if I ever have to do this gig again, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not happening. Not happening. Um, They're making little voodoo dolls of you. Like on the, on the boat, they're making little voodoo dolls of Chris. (laughs) So I've only ever done one of those. My MSI, a bunch of guys have done a ton of them. I will refuse to ever do one of those again. Uh, It was, and it was like one of our guys, he fell while we were setting up the night before. So he busted his ass. He's back at the hotel with a pullback. So like every year there's like Facebook memory comes up, like the three of us who were on the show, like Travis white. And, um, um, I forget the uh, uh, Merritt Booth, uh, and uh, and we we text each other like, ah, this is like the worst Facebook number that comes up like every year, like, you know. So, but yeah, good good times. 
We need Here's more. my f- my favorite uh, nap uh, location so far. AV Trainer says on a sling under the stage at the last Woodstock during the fires, and uh, that's awesome on its own. But that actually happened about five blocks uh, north of where I'm sitting right now. Um, that was in my hometown of Rome, New York, and you, I, I was 11 years old, and I stood on the corner out here, and I made about $350 off of a lemonade stand, and could hear the concert. It was pretty wild. So uh, saw the fire trucks going by, and Flea was naked. My dad took me up to see a little bit of the show, and um, so yeah, I that's that's a great that's a that's a really cool one. Uh, that that's the front runner in my book right now. <laughs> so uh, Andrew Stokely obviously commented. Alley of a strip club in Sherbrooke, Quebec was a place that he took a nap. Uh, James Burke, going back to my hotel room for a corporate gig when the truck was late for nine hours. Uh, Brandon Kahn, an install gig in the attic of an old church pulling cable. Uh, Fell asleep waiting on fish tape to show up in the conduit. Now, I almost need like more clarification on that because like <laughs> in Missouri, you can't go in your attic after like March. You're just going to die up there. So that that's pretty good. Um, Hannah, Hannah, of course, under the stairs of ballroom and Hampton Beach Casino ballroom. Hammocks are great. Uh, the storage closet at the table. Uh, make best pillows. James Motley. Um since I can't win and I spend like 40 bucks at Taco Bell, I, I fell asleep in the middle of the white pony tour deftone sound check in the mezzanine. Wow. During sound check. Was, so, was, was that just like assaultively loud? How did yeah, you sleep through that? I was dead tired because I had to drive from St. Louis to Lawrence, Kansas to do the show. So I left at like three in the morning. And once we got loaded in, I just went to the mez and crashed. But yeah, I got, I got a free T-shirt. I got a local crew T-shirt, so I felt pretty cool about that. That's all that matters, really, as long as you get the shirt. I have a question for one of our viewers. We're gonna like do a reverse podcast here. Uh, I'm gonna submit a question for for the viewer. Mr. Scott Sandstrom is watching right now. Um, he was on a podcast, an audio podcast, a couple months ago. He sent me the link to listen to it, and he works in broadcast, sports broadcast, and he used a term. For like a multi-course snake, it was like it was two letters. I don't remember what the abbreviation was, but I wanted to ask him what was the abbreviation and what does it stand for. Uh, was I it possibly admit, was it possibly three letters? I think it was two, but we we will see. It was a term I was not familiar with because at, at MSI we called them IBM snakes. Why do you call them that? I don't remember. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if, probably somebody watching who knows me from MSI probably knows what it was, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't. We called them IBM snakes. You know, I, I don't know what that stood for, but it stood for something. So, I, I uh, again, if anyone's uh, joining us late, um, I think uh, we should uh, remind them go to the link that's in the comments here. Uh, sign up for free stuff. You can win a pair of inline RF bandpass filters from professional wireless services, which I'm totally, totally uh, lusting over right now. Um, and you could win a, uh, a bundle from Audix. They're going to give you their brand new A150 headphones and their brand new A160 ribbon mic that are not even on the market yet. So you can be like the first person to have those those things. So check, click the link, sign up. It's a free drawing. Go get them. 
Also, also uh, so Kyle was reading off a bunch of comments actually from our Facebook group. So if you're yes. not in our Facebook group, Signal News Podcast Facebook group, please go join that. Um, a lot of the guests who are on actually join the group. And so it was a good chance for us to kind of like hang out together, talk together. We actually do a lot of these live streams in the Facebook group. Um, and we just we, we bring on people who happen to pop in and, and have conversations. We want to continue that dialogue, you know, once once shows return. Uh, we want to see your gig pictures, your taco pictures, all that good stuff. So make sure you join our, our Facebook group as well. That's been the coolest thing for me, I think, is, you know, seeing the conversations that pop up and seeing the, the guys talking in the Facebook group and and the fact that our guests, you know, hang out and answer questions and stuff. I think I think that's uh, Scott. Scott. Oh, DT12. Oh, yeah. DT12. Scott says. And no one knows what it stands for. Even the manufacturers. OK, well, I don't feel so bad then. All right. That's cool. What if, it was, what if it was a Donald Trump 12? Uh, See, now people no are politics, like, no, politics, no politics. No politics. Some people are hanging around the back of their pickup truck. It could go either way. Yep. See, I have I have control, Kyle, just so you know. <laughs> Kyle, I, ha- I have the control. I had one Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh, my gosh. Samantha Potter. What's going on, Samantha Potter? Ladies uh, and gentlemen. Good friend of the uh, Signal Noise podcast. Uh, actually, was one of our one of our early guests uh, and streaming queen. The streaming queen, and she has her own podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network, the Church Sound Podcast, which has just been taken off. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely. So check check that out if you're into if you got a church gig. Like, like actually, both of you guys have church gigs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, you know, it it doesn't need to be if even if you're not in the church, sound is still sound, right? And so, like Brian Maddox, who's who's watching, he was on uh, the most recent episode. I forget his name, but he's a monitor guy, which I approve of. Um, uh, you know, half the talk is it's just it's we're talking audio, regardless whether you're in church or not. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, Michael, what was your worst gig? Uh, he, my he mailed, he mailed me pictures. <laughs> 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 I uh I got a th- I mean there were there were a couple that were really lousy days. Um I once ran an entire ballet show, professional ballet. Oh, okay, no, I got it. Um there were a couple front runners. Here's my second place. Uh production company I was working with when I was just out of high school uh was down a camera person and it was a dance uh recital. It's one of those things where you know the dance the, the, the kids go dance and then they you know they film and they they buy the DVD afterwards and it's going live to iMag on the side. Um, and they were down a camera person and they said, look, it's not the iMag camera, but it's just, it's one of the ones for the, uh, it's the close-up shot for the video. And I said, all right. So they're like, yeah, it's easy. You just sit and you, you know, pan back and forth. And I said, yeah, how hard can that be? Well, it was a 14 hour show because it was a tournament. So it went all day. It started at like 7 a.m. and the awards finished up at nine. So I sat on a stool and did this and I, <laughs> I was like, well, no, never doing that again. <laughs> but I think, um, my my worst nightmare show was I was working a professional production of Nutcracker. And this was a while ago and the theater didn't have like Q Lab or anything. Um, this is the, this is the story of why I bought my own Q Lab rig. Um, it was CD show. And the person who was uh, editing the show would recut the CDs every night based on the changes they made in rehearsal. And so usually when I had to do CDs back in the day, I would make sure to listen to the entire CD first, make sure it played. Uh, but I didn't have that chance because they were cha- They were giving me new CDs every show. And so they get like 25 minutes into the show and it just stops. CD just comes to a dead stop. Oh. 
and <laughs> full house. You know, it was like a th- I think it was like eight nine hundred people <laughs> there, and it was just it was the loudest silence you ever heard. And I have the tech director saying, "Just get to the next track. Just get to the queue up the next track and go." But I have the choreographer at the window of the booth saying, "Back up, start again from from scene two. And then she turns around and yells across the venue, across the theater to the people on stage. Okay, we're going to back up and we're going to go back to scene two. So let's ever. (laughs) Oh no, it was so terrible. And um, so what I did after that is I ran for the rest of the show. I ran two CD players. Uh, I just synced them and I had one muted and sure enough, it blew out again. Uh, next night and i just unmuted the other one and off we go but after that bought myself a key lab rig and from now on uh, i adopted the rule i don't play cds i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna have that happen that was terrible that was really <laughs> terrible it was scary i was so, sweating i got all hot <laughs> so i i have an embarrassing moment how about that well i got this embarrassing yeah moment. yeah so uh i uh during election season uh during obama's first election season uh we had uh we had a, a local uh fairly wealthy person near where we lived called up msi said hey we're gonna do this little private fundraiser um and uh we're gonna have uh yo-yo ma Ipsak perman and one other wow. guy uh come and play and do a little private little dinner party thing um and obama can't make it however uh he's gonna leave a voicemail again mind you this is like <laughs> this is this is a long and time ago right? leave a voicemail so he's gonna leave a <laughs> He's, he's, he's going to leave a voicemail as a recorded message. I need, we need you to come to our house, uh, uh, get this off the answering machine, uh, and then play it back at, you know, during the concert or whatever as, as part of for the, for the donors. So I go out there. I, I, I rip it off of the, uh, the answer machine and everything. We, we set up for the event, and I'm playing it back. Mind you, playing it back off of a CD. Uh, oh, and, boy. And, um, and I'm playing it back, and like, man, they're like, it just doesn't sound like him. And like, man, we're like trying to mess with EQ. We're changing out speakers. We're like, man, this just does not sound like him. They're getting really frustrated. I'm like, man, I, I I don't know what's wrong. Like, I'm playing it back. It, it sounds normal in my headphones. Like, I'm not sure what it is. Well, apparently the CD players that we had in our racks, like our all-in-one rack, uh, was kind of like a DJ style one, and it had a pitch knob on the oh no and the and the pitch knob was like slid up or whatever, so his like voice was keyed up, and it was like, oh, you dumbass. <laughs> Once I fixed it, like, oh, that sounds like him. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what do you got, Kyle? You got you got swag so, over here. Yeah. So I we did uh, with follow up. We did the the youth ball for the uh, an Obama inauguration uh, in January of two thousand nine. So it must have been the same time that you were doing your little event too, because that's like it goes off. And um, that night after we did. Was it after we did the youth ball? I forgot, man. It was just a whirlwind. It was so insane because being in D.C. during that time was crazy. But I got to go to the Rock the Vote celebration and look at the two headliners. Nice, nice. And that was the story I told about meeting the Beastie Boys backstage. And I was like, uh, uh, you're, you guys are good. <laughs> That's all I could say. Like Mike D and Ad Rock and everybody are standing there. And I've seen Beastie Boys like since I was a kid, like. I saw him with Public Enemy. Like, holy cow! I saw him before that tour. Hold on! Wow, my gosh! Fear of Black Planet. But, um, dude, 
Obama inauguration was off the chain. Like everybody and their brother played killer shows that week. Show Crow and the Beastie Boys. Are you kidding me? At the 930 <laughs> Club? Yeah, I snuck in. <laughs> All right. Bad. So so Kyle, who's who gets the uh Taco Bell gift card for best best nap story? You got a lot to choose from, man. Ooh. I, there was only a very few, but I really like this guy who was sleeping in the church <laughs> attic. That takes some gojones, as they oh, say. Oh, we got Shadowwell on YouTube says DT, the DT12 specification references dust tight, designed for potentially harsher environment usage. All, All right. right. I learned All something right. tonight. All Thank right. you, Shadowwell. Here we go. Hold on. More importantly, I mean, we, we, we use XLRs every day, right? Okay. Okay. Oh, this is a good trivia. Yeah. All right. Kyle, what does XLR stand for? Oh man, I'm not. Oh, don't do that. Get, let someone win something, man. Let someone oh, okay. win the. Uh, All right. It, first correct answer without uh, without, without Google. No cheating. What is the genesis of the term XLR? You will win download of Mike Green's record restart, which is a great record. I really enjoy it. I use it to check my PA systems. Mike's gonna be playing for us live on the show in about half an hour. Don't go anywhere. It's gonna be great. Look so, forward so, to it. So this happened to me, right? So I show up at a venue. I, yeah, I'm in like Alabama somewhere or some, I don't know, at a theater. And, um, and, and like the steward was like, he, he's a cool guy, right? Just messing with everybody. And, uh, I'm setting up Model World and uh, extra low resistance. Nope, it's not that. Um, <laughs> I like that though. <laughs> um, and, uh, he was like, he's like, I got some trivia for you. It was like, what? He's like, what's XLR stand for? And I was like, shit, I've been doing it for a long time. And I actually don't <laughs> know what this stands for. So, uh, Yes, uh, Aram. Did anybody get it yet? Uh, yes, Aram is correct. Uh, Aram is actually correct. So it's it's Canon X series latching rubber connector is what it is what it what it stands for. So yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. A Aram Aram wins a download of um, right. of uh, Mike Mike Green's album. And Aram. the winner and the winner of the Taco Bell gift card for sleeping in the church attic while he was waiting to pull cable is Brandon Kahn. I'm actually going to send him a message right now to get a hold cool. of you or I, Chris, on our cool, Facebook. Cool. cool. Um, yep. Have him send me his uh, mailing address, and we will get the Taco Bell gift card out. Aram, I got your I got your email, dude. So uh, you are the proud recipient of Mike Green's album, Restart. Uh, that was that's cool. I hope you dig the album, man. I really like it. Uh, I, I, I want to. I want to know who. I want to know who learned that tonight. By the way, I want to know who learned the fact that the Canon X Series latching rubber connector is actually what XLR stood for, and who. Yeah. So let us know. <laughs> what, what if I already forgot forgot what it was? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because most insulation on XLR connectors now is not rubber anymore. It's like a plasticky type of thing. So there was a movement. Some people tried to call them XLP now, but I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Um, I mean that you know it, we have a lot of those things like face polarity thing right so how about the uh uh you know a, a VU meter it's it's it it measures VU but it's actually a VI meter is the actual name of that instrument uh and and uh no one <laughs> uh we we say uh you know the name of a uh an, an RJ45 or is 8P8C I think is a, you know there's a lot of terms that we uh, I I'm all for for splitting hairs and under all circumstances, no, I'm just joking. Worst connector ever. <laughs> no. uh, RCA, RCA, hands down. I I tend to agree, but remember Elko no, connectors? Uh, I See, I can't say in Hubble connectors. Hubble, Elko is worse than a Hubble. Come on. 
and there was there was one before that the the tt connectors in the back of it oh yeah a little tiny yeah yeah all those connectors always oxidized i mean obviously they didn't when they were new but now if you take out an xl4 or whatever with that has tt connections it's it's a pain how about the uh the banana plug remember those things oh yeah they still use those five way yeah yeah no here's the thing with rca was to go inside like electronics and stuff so that the field te- the technicians in the field wouldn't have to solder. So it was meant it wasn't meant to be like a thing that you plug and unplug all the time. And Radio know, Shack right? could make ten dollars off of every RCA <laughs> dongle that they made. <laughs> it's like Apple. If you go to Apple to get a dongle, it's thirty bucks. It doesn't matter which <laughs> dongle it is, it's just like, oh, I just spent thirty bucks on another dongle that I needed because I have one port off. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So yeah. Uh, and again, for anyone that's just joining us, I see that, you know, that for a couple a couple of folks coming in, thank you for celebrating with us. This is a great time. Uh, make sure you check the link in the description, go to person web uh, or in the chats that Chris is posting. You can win free stuff. You can win headphones and a ribbon mic from Audix that don't exist in the world yet. I'm, I think I, 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 I'm wondering if, if you know, because we're the podcast host and they're the sponsor. I wonder if we'll get to check this stuff out too. You think maybe they'll hook us up with some headphones or some ribbon mics or something? I want to we'll, hear the. I want to hear the ribbons. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of neat, yeah. right? So, I wanna, so I wanna hear, hopefully, I want to hear Kyle through the ribbon. That's the most important. Yeah. Thing. So if if you are the winner of the Audix headphones and ribbon mic, please uh, let us know how it is. We we're looking forward to it, and uh, of course the inline bandpass RF filters from Professional Wireless Services, another cool thing that i i wish i i had uh it, it got the thumb up from from ike our most recent number yeah, 49. yeah 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 they're apparently they're 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 uh a, a lot of people come by the pws booth at trade shows and say they're they're lifesavers so uh i might have to might have to invest in some of those down the line but let's uh let's see so we got we got 20 minutes until uh live performance by mike green coming up um but let's let's so let's let's uh do a little can we do it can we do a cheers a little toast here. I'm out, bro. To my, <laughs> it's a water bottle. It's cool. To my, to my fantastic co-hosts, Kyle, Chris. Aww. I, uh, it's, it's, this has been a, uh, a hell of a journey. It's been a, it's absolute blast doing the show with you guys. And uh, I, there's no one else I would want to do it with. You guys are the best. You're, so you, thanks you for doing this, man. Uh, thank, thanks to Live Sound International and Pro Sound Web and. We, we always get really good updates from those guys. Like we did a zoom meeting with everybody and that was kind of the first time that we got to run into everybody that's behind the publication and the website. And it was really nice to be on there because, um, we don't even really, I don't know. It, it's one of those things we reference the articles and the thing, but how many of us go to our email almost every morning and we have a new update from a great magazine, like, and, and thank you. Thank you, Keith Clark, and everybody who's been supporting us from from the. Yep. From yeah, the big club. shout out to Keith and to Julie and Sam and uh, Kevin, who's who, Kevin the big boss. Uh, yeah. They've all been incredibly supportive of what we're doing, and and yeah, anyone that reads the magazine, reads the website, a huge amount of effort and work goes into that stuff, and it's a largely thankless job for those people who put that magazine together every month. And like Kyle said, put that put those update emails out and, and, wow. uh, and post all these articles on the site. It's, it's, a, it's a tremendous amount of work and um, it's an enormous resource. I remember when I was, you know, young and I was first starting to younger, uh, younger than Kyle and first starting to get into, uh, you know, audio stuff. And I would go on and research stuff. 
it seemed like the end of every web search, I'd end up at Pearlstown Web and find some great article that answered my question. So it's an awesome resource, and we're super happy to to have found a home on on the Pearlstown Web uh, family. So yeah, thank thank you to uh, to the whole gang over at Pearlstown Web for taking care of us so very well. Um, personally, personally, I'd like to thank this guy up in this corner right here because he's taken great. on a on a ton of stuff with this podcast and made it super easy for me just to drink beer and log on and have fun. <laughs> and, um, I, I appreciate yeah. you, dude. Thank you for what you do. Thank you, Michael. Um, Samantha's online saying hello, but, uh, yeah, man, this is, this is super fun. I think we're going to have some really good guests coming up too. Oh and man. Yeah. What, what I'd like to, um, say is one guy asked right after we did the taco bell thing, best road taco that we found and where, Oh, that's all. That's all you, Kyle. You're, this is this is this is your uh, right in your right in your wheelhouse, buddy. All right. So out of the country, um, we were in Barcelona for a few days. I was with that band Jet, and we were actually doing some of the um, festivals over there that Faith No More was doing their reunion shows. So it was like Faith No More on the main stage, and then we were headlining the second stage. So um, it's funny because if you've never been to Spain or Portugal or whatever, they open up for dinner restaurants open up at like 9 PM and that's early. Like nobody's yeah. in Europe and everybody eats super late and it's just snacks or whatever, but insane tacos, like <laughs> the closer, the closer that you are to the water, the better the fish tacos, but in the States, and this is a weird one because I lived there for a long time and and I think a lot of my touring friends and personnel that I've worked with, um, there's a place in Las Vegas on this trip called Tacos El Gordo and it's ridiculous. It's like a big <laughs> meat spindle and they just slice it right into your tortilla. <laughs> and it is insane. It doesn't matter, like you it's it's the best. Tacos El Gordos in Las Vegas on this trip. Holy cow is badass i miss it like i'm putting that on my i i love vegas i miss i miss vegas is one of, it was one of my I favorite know. places i ever went on on tour and i i next time i go back tacos el gordo baby we're doing it so so i'll, I had I'll to, call you kaya we'll, we'll come out and we'll get some tacos together i had to move there so i'm gonna make a clarification i had to move to vegas to work for midas in i lived there for seven years and um had two step kids in school so that was hard um the schools out there are just as rough as california the public schools aren't that great um but the food cute cute nasty emails for from from people living in vegas <laughs> yeah so it, it's definitely true if you're not working you don't go to the strip like that's the only time that we went down there is if we had like family or friends in town and we didn't go down there um we only saw a few of the shows Ka, um, Mm. jersey penn and teller that was my favorite show out there i got to a2 Those... on penn and teller no dude really yeah man i got to mike pin because obviously color doesn't say he, shit he's so. got the mic in his glasses yeah and they i heard they braid the cable into his pigtail yep so and then they they do three shows and i, I just did one thing and then i met their front house guy who was super cool he's been with them forever he's like family he did um remember that bullshit gig that they had on hbo yeah. like yeah he was around was a great show. Were like writing all that stuff. And, um, we went and saw Chris angel. It was like, so um, my stepkid Berkeley, he was only like 12 or 13. When we went to go see that. And, uh, Chris angel did this thing and he did jazz hands. Uh, and then he disappeared in a ball of smoke and he appeared on the other side. 
and my 12 year old son was like that's not magic that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like yeah like there was only like 12 people watching the show anyways but it was funny so, so if you saw Penn and Teller, you saw the hour before Penn and Teller play in Vegas, their music director, Mike Jones, comes out and he plays piano for an hour, jazz piano. And he's one of the nastiest jazz pianists alive. The dude is a beast. Um, he uh, Shout out to Jonesy if you're listening, man. You're, you're hey, awesome. Man. And here's the thing. All the musicians that are in Vegas play the songs better than the artist plays them. Like you could, go, you could go to the Orleans or somewhere way off the strip and watch somebody play a Journey song better than Journey ever played it. Okay, perfect segue, dude, because question <laughs> from Bob on Facebook. Kyle, what was it like live mixing that Fall Out Boy song where nobody knows what he's saying in the middle of the chorus? <laughs> oh, sugar, we're going down. Hmm. So, Oh, that's hilarious. The the cool part about that, and they used to open with this song. So on from under the core tree and Nintendo Fusion, they opened with "Sure We're Going Down," and that was the worst idea ever because, like Keith <laughs> said, it's the loudest show he's ever been to. So it was like 120 to 123 of people screaming Jeez, over my PA. So it was brutal. kind of bad. But I got to go to the video shoot. So not many live guys get to go hang tag along. So we went to the Catskills, and like they gave us golf carts and we did this video shoot where the kid with the antlers blah 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 he wasn't there we just did the live spots but um i, I mix follow up by like a metal band that's what i tell everybody is like i mixed them like a metal band because that's what they all were from so if yeah. you go back pete's first band was arma angelus joe was in kill the uh slave master and race trader and so was Andy Hurley was in a bunch of metal bands. So I mixed them like a metal band. So it was very con considering the album was mixed by Tom Lord Algie and Neil Alvron. It was very poppy. It was very mm -hmm. vocal centric. And I mixed them more like uh, an anthrax record because they didn't have tracks at the time. And if you listen to the album, there's a ton of stuff going on in the background, background vocals and whatever. So it was just Patrick and the band. It was a punk rock band. So it was very staccato. I tried to make everything as staccato as possible. And then here was my trick that I talked about in my first, one of my first articles. I used a, a Yamaha 990 and there's a doubler in there. And so basically I would adjust my mm. sense to the right thing. When they do the, the guitar things where they yank the guitar back like the hardcore bands or whatever they're pulling on their strings so to get rid of that little intonation or tuning problem that they would have i would put the doubler on their guitars so i had two mics and and i put that on both guitars so i had two 990s one for each guitar just so it would help keep it in intonation just set the delay long enough for that bin to happen and it would come back same with pete he would do the around the world with his bass a lot like the thing would be going around his neck more than he was playing it so i i did little delay tricks and settings for for when i knew that was going to happen because it was kind of structured oh here comes that part of the song he's going to do in around the world wow so I knew it was going to happen. That's that's an awesome story, dude. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool stuff. I was just, I, you know, it, it's an interesting topic because I was doing, I mean, I sent you guys the mixes, but the, the, there's a local band down here. They're, they're doing this charity live stream where um, usually a bunch of bands play in the summer for this charity event, but they can't do it this year. So the bands are all sending in videos of their sets and they're going to stream them. And so one of the local bands called me and they said, hey, we're going to, you know, you come out and record it. 
And I wanted it to sound live. You know, we did it in a studio, but I didn't want it to sound like a studio. It's really what you're talking about, Kyle. I didn't want it to sound like a studio. I wanted to have that live energy. Mm -hmm. So I mixed it live to two on my console. And so there's stuff poking out. You know what I mean? There, You can hear me kind of writing mm -hmm. it. It's not all in that little sparkly box, but we did both. And then we went in and we did a studio mix of automation and everything. And the one they ended up picking was the one that was live through the console because it just had that kind of energy to it because it wasn't you know, it was a little bit more raw. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Kind of, you know, that, that guitar that might be a little bit too loud on the record. That's exactly where you want it live, you know? Yeah. And even as a live guy, maybe you guys could point this out. So we look at producers, like we listen to albums and we look at producers, how records were, were made. And I tell you what, like, as much as I don't want to like him, like Steve Albini, the way he records drums and certain things is, it's just amazing. Like it's that live aspect. It's like, Oh, you're sitting in the room with the drums. It's not super close. Mike, it's not a sample or sound replacement. Right. It's, it's this thing. And obviously you've done, we've all done jazz stuff. So you know how the more airy you get the drums, like the more feel and movement there is and stuff. And we've talked about that on a couple podcasts as well. Yeah. And all right. Mike green countdown, 12 minutes by my watch. I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> Um, no, but Kyle, uh, if you know, people ha have asked me, what do I think is the one of the best mix, you know, records? And I think it depends on the genre, but one of them for, for that style of music that you're talking about, uh, state champs have a song called losing myself and it was mixed by Kyle black. And that thing is just, it's, it's the cleanest, punchiest, widest mix. It's, it's ridiculous. And I emailed them. I'm like, dude, you know, how, what's your approach with that? Because, you know, it'd be a cold day in hell if I could get that sound, you know, um, and he said, I modeled after a live show. I wanted to sound like I was in a club and that band just hit the stage. So he's like, so, you know, the work that you guys do live, that's, that's my inspiration. And I thought it was really neat and really telling, you know, it just has that extra energy where it's not all picture perfect. And there's kind of, you know, there's, there's edges. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Michael, what's your, yeah. we got, we got, we got 10 minutes here. Michael, what's your most memorable gig? Most memorable gig. And and or Kyle, so either if you either go first, if not, I can tell mine. I, I know mine off the top of my head. Uh, prominent Paul McCartney. Hip hop. I, I wish, I wish, I wish I could do Paul McCartney. There was a a uh, rather short rapper from Miami who will not be named, um, who was the headliner at a festival. Pitbull. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and uh, when he was ready to go on stage, um, he took his chapstick out of his pocket. And he passed it to his assistant who took it and his assistant handed him the mic and he went on stage and did his set. And at the end of the set, he came off stage and handed the mic to the assistant and the assistant gave him his chapstick back. And I'm like, this dude has made it. That is, I will never forget <laughs> that. You know, like this dude's got a chapstick holder, man. That is, that's it. That's a pinnacle. <laughs> and, and that dude like wrecked shop too. Like Pitbull and Flowrider, those dudes don't like, they come live. Like I've, I've seen both of those dudes. And if it's one of those two, then yeah, that show is insane. He had a, his DJ was a cool, he's just a little tiny dude. Um, and he was super polite and really quiet. He's like, excuse me, sir. Can I have more? Can you this monitor? I'm like, yeah, man, I got you. Like you and me all day, bro. Like that's what we're doing. You know, it's like, cause one of those festivals where there's like 303 was playing yellow. There was like all Ooh. these big, yeah, it was like just a bunch of big bands and it was just chaos on deck. Cause it was like a, it was like a two sixty, So there's just not that much room, you know what I mean? And you got drum risers going around and, and all these whoop, things. Whoop tour. 
yeah it was so so it was just one of those people aren't generally polite in that you know it's just there's a lot of stuff happening but this dude was just the politest dude and he was super fun and so i'm like you're my man pitbull's dj i got you (laughs) whatever you need i got you (laughs) kyle how about you uh most most memorable gig (sighs) so i someone asked me this a couple weeks ago so it's i already had it ready to go too when i was a younger gentleman that was my daughter if you heard her screaming upstairs um (laughs) tribe called quest low end theory had just came out and it was probably the most awesome hip hop record that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I played the crap out of that, bought many tapes and they played here at Mississippi nights in St. Louis on the landing. And it was a uh, De La Soul on the me, myself and I tour tribe called quest on low end theory and, um, souls of mischief 93 to infinity. And that had to be the most memorable show ever. I walked out of that thing. It was in the middle of the the winter and I was just a sweaty mess the entire time. It was like being at the best roller skating rink ever for (laughs) two hours or however long the show was. It was insane. Like I will never forget that show ever in the history of anything. Like you can take everything away from me, my hairline, possibly you're never going to take the memory away of tribal quest. Just like, killing st louis like it was amazing i remember the gig that i that my nightmare gig that i had that i think we talked about colin on a previous episode but i i was texting you during it remember and i was like dude they're filling up the foggers with five gallon drums i can't see anything i've never in my life seen it it was absolutely wild but i was laughing because i got a call a couple weeks ago from a local guy he has a old uh he had an old clips club system one of the big you know the big gigantic subs and the the midden horn and the, the highs that are separate and all stacked. It was vintage this thing was from like, you know, 1980. And he's like, Hey, can you come and just set this thing up for me? I'm like, yeah, I got you. So went over there and did it. And I said, yeah, so where'd you get this rig, man? It's really cool. And he goes, yeah, I used to own a roller rink and I was laughing so yeah. hard. I'm like, yo, this is Kyle's rig right here. So I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you some pictures. Definitely. My man. <laughs> did y'all have batting cages? That's my man. So I'm I'm really torn. Seven on, minutes, Mike Green. Seven minutes. Yeah, I, I'm so. really I'm really torn on on two different uh, memorable experiences. One from rock and roll. One from from somewhat corporate. But from a rock and roll standpoint, uh, and it it ended up being and I didn't know at the time it ended up being my last gig with Tears for Fears. Um, and it was, so we were uh, at the end of our leg of tour uh, in Southeast Asia and Australia. We ended up in Manila. Uh, and we were playing. It was the first time, believe it or not, the Tears of Fears had played in, in Manila, which was this was 2010 at the time. Um, and um, and so sold out arena, uh, like standing room only, like people were waiting outside trying to still get in. Um, and it, it, you know, Kyle, you know this from touring in other countries. Other countries respond to concerts way different than the U.S. Yeah. do, right? Yeah. Uh, like so, I, I haven't made to South America, but I hear South America's like this. Um, the crowd was singing every song so loud um and not just the hits not just the chorus like every song from start to finish so we're all in iems and at times it was difficult to hear ourselves a band to hear themselves um it's one of those moments of that just raw energy and expression it's like this is why we do what we do 
uh, and I can still just remember the feeling. Like I'll go back every now and then just watch the YouTube videos of people who posted from that show because it just relives that feeling and the hair still stand up on you from like just, hey, I was part of helping create this experience for these people yeah, that had been wait. Some people, you know, have been waiting their whole lifetime to see this show. Got came, you know, saved up this money, you know, came to the show, experienced it. That's pretty cool. Um yeah, and then so I know I'm putting two together here, but I don't care. Um, I did. You're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, plus three dB because it's an uncorrelated summation. Though, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I um. So uh, a couple years ago, here in Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, you know, I'm originally from Maryland, Baltimore. I'm Eagles fan. I mean, a, a Ravens fan. And um, and so I didn't care much about it, except as they're getting closer and closer to winning the, winning the game or, or getting close to the Super Bowl. I was like, okay, well, this 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 could be a thing, right? So a week out from the Super Bowl, um, we get the call. We're the we're the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles uh, AV provider, so we do a lot of stuff for them. And, no big uh, deal. <laughs> and um, and so they're like, hey, if we win, if we win, we're going to be a parade. So we have to prepare for this. So we get the call a week out the Super Bowl. So you have to prepare that. And Monday morning after the Super Bowl, you have to hit the ground running with gear because the parade is going to be on a Wednesday. But it was um, like you didn't know if there was going to be a parade or not, right? Nope, didn't know, but, but you had to plan. You had to plan for a whole week. You had to plan for a whole week, and they're like, "Okay, so we go to the site, first site visit," and they're like, "All right, you know, like typical job, like all right, well, where are people going to be? So I got to pick out coverage, right?" And they're like, "They're going to be everywhere." I'm like, what do you mean everywhere? I'm like, no, 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 like, so like they're like, like, well, how many people are you expecting? Like, I don't know, between a million and two million people. What? All right. So, <laughs> so, so, so we, I start with like a Google map and I start making heat maps. I'm like, okay, you know, like, you know, here's his zone. Here's his zone. Here's his zone. And for anyone who doesn't know, doesn't, doesn't know Philly, you know, they were going to, the stage is going to be on the art museum steps and they're going to have people all the way back to city hall. This is a mile, right? So we had to cover a mile of the parade. It wasn't even the whole parade, but that's like, Hey, that's where, that's where we're going to call the line off. So a, we had to design a system. Uh, have it ready be down there um monday morning 8 a.m uh luckily it rained uh well luckily unluckily it rained on wednesday so they postponed it. we had a day to uh continue the setup um and so we're out there time aligning a mile of pa right we're over three how much, okay i was gonna say how much delay do you have in the back over, there over three seconds of delay <laughs> by the time we time aligned over a mile of pa right and hope and, the wind doesn't blow yeah Jeez, well man and um and it's funny because i annoyed the heck out of my crew in the city because i played the same song the entire day what song uh, was it oh, it was only candle box candle it, box. It, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a uh, daft punk fragments in time because, oh, okay but see the good thing i like about it is it has consistent timing to it and it's musical right so you know uh that way you can kind of walk a spread or whatever anyway um so you know there's rumors of how much people did it in the show but estimated close to a million people whatever right Jeez. um and uh it was one of the, like the most epic like sports speeches ever this guy jason kelsey got up and um and just to be able to have, have designed that have mixed it so I, you know, I, I i mixed it um it's you know it's hard to say you'll have another, like i i've been in the last four inaugurations but as a system tech to be involved in this one and actually design it, mix it, and execute it, and then with my team, like you know, I know Aram Aram is watching. I wouldn't have been able to do it without him uh, as my system tech. Um, it was it's it's hard to it's hard to those two like the two completely different experiences, but both memorable things that I'll never forget. So that's the that moment though, and I mean Kyle had one on the podcast on on Stokely's episode. He goes, yeah, for curling, I'll do like I don't know, like 112 inputs and Kyle goes, what the hell? <laughs> what the. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of, and this is a good segue. Um, thank goodness. Just heard that NHL will be coming back. Uh, MLB is planning their return. Uh, so hopefully some of us out there listening are getting back to work and getting things planned. Stokely's um, going to be busy, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that you only get to do one, you know, sporting event there in Philly. When you live in St. Louis, you just have all these champions <laughs> and you're planning for parades all the time. Oh my gosh. So, Hey, is, is Mike, is Mike ready, Chris? Is I'll look, he I'll on? Look, yeah. I'll, I'll bring him in. I'll bring him in. Here we go. Let's bring him in. Mike Green. What's up, brother? Mike yeah. Green. So, so Mike's going to play a set, a live set for you guys. And uh, uh, before that happens, we just, we want to, once again, we want to say thank you all for hanging. It has been, it's been so much fun doing the show. Kyle, Chris, it's been great with you guys. Uh, yep. Thanks to all the listeners. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see everyone tuning in. Make sure you check the link in the description in the comments here. Go sign up, win the cool stuff from Audix, win the cool stuff from Professional Wireless Services. So when we first started the podcast, Keith said to me, well, we need a theme song. And Mike had just released his new single, Break Free. And I sent it to Keith. I said, what do you think? And he said, that's it. That's the sound. Uh, and, and so I, I, I reached out to Mike and said, hey, man, can we use your song for our podcast? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So um, his, his music has kind of been a big part of, our, uh, of what we're doing here. And we're so happy to have him. He's joining us from California tonight. He's going to play. It's going to play a short set for you guys. Uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you from, from myself and from Chris and from Kyle and uh, Mike Green. Rock it out, baby. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, uh, what, what better way to end it with Break Free? But here we go, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
having a good day and if, uh, I hope I can make it better for you. Uh, this next one is called Addictive.
rocks I get to tear apart I could tear anything We don't own I could break anything But it won't Y'all still with me? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, and thank you again for uh, to the Signal to Noise podcast. You guys are great. Um, got a few more for you. I uh, figured what better way to honor the show than trying out a new one. Um, so I, I really appreciate all the love you guys have shown me. Um, so I'm going to try this one out. Uh, this one is called When We Were Young. Much we didn't know. We 
Okay for you guys. Uh, I know it's a group of audio professionals here, so uh, <laughs> I'm not too technically. Uh... You're doing good, buddy. You're doing great. We you sound it. great, buddy. Good. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. You popped up. All right. Uh, well, I got like <laughs> two more for you guys. Um, thank you so much again for for being here. Um, this next one is another one off of my album Restart, and it's called "No One's Gonna Love You Like I Do." your type. You don't go from guys like me. The only guys you like. Like personality. And I don't need to think twice. I gotta make you believe. I may not be the one you want, but I'm the one you need. Now tell me what are we gonna do? I know that I'm good for you Bye now You should have found 
found out that no one's gonna love you like I do somehow. We'll figure it all out. No one's gonna love you like I do. podcast like I do. Um, thank you all for sticking with me so far. I uh, just got to do a quick quick little tune here. Hey, Michael, while he's tuning, so how do, how do, you, how do you know Mike? Mike and I uh, went to Berkeley College of Music together. Um, we had a couple of classes together. And we spent a lot of time hanging out and uh, talking shop and uh, enjoying music. And uh, Mike, uh, he dominated the songwriting class. No one ever wanted to go after him. Because everything he came up with was genius, so uh, uh, I've uh, I've always been a big fan of his music, and he's been a, he's been a wonderful friend, and it's I'm just really happy to to have him on the show with us tonight. Mike, thanks for being here, man. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, man, was, I can't believe that was what a decade ago now. Yeah, we're old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one is called Always. I 
king Jumped off the highest cliff Beaching campfires Nintendo and VHS Laughs in the back seats Too easy to reminisce No matter our age I still feel the same You and I, you and I will be friends always When we're apart Only seasons change Crush from high school The sweep of our first kiss Like two leaves in autumn wind Echo from But we sure had fun So glad that we filmed up With plenty of good love No matter our age I still feel the same You and I, you and I Will be friends always When we're apart Only seasons change You and I, you and I Will be friends always You and I You and I'll be friends always How the time flew by I'll never understand I guess life picks up speed around the bends If only good times and
Thank you. That was always, guys. Thanks, thank buddy. You. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, and thank you so much for having me. And um, I hope we can uh, all do this again sometime. Maybe episode one hundred. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, guys. Thank you again, and uh, much love to you. And I hope uh, you stay safe out there. Yep. Good night, everybody. Take care. See you.